You're now listening to the Spirit-Filled Sales and Entrepreneur Podcast. Hey, thanks for tuning in. My name is Will Rest, and I am passionate about raising up spirit-filled sales professionals and entrepreneurs. The purpose of this podcast is to feature individuals that are already crushing it in their space, partnering with Holy Spirit for a supernatural edge in their sales, in business, for kingdom influence and kingdom impact. If this podcast impacts you in any way, don't forget to subscribe. We're going to be dropping fresh episodes on Mondays and on Wednesdays. And God is gathering a community, a tribe, if you will, of spirit-filled sales professionals and entrepreneurs. So if you feel called to be a part of what God is doing, then go ahead and join us on Facebook at Spirit-Filled Sales Professionals and Entrepreneurs. Hope you enjoy the show. See you on the other side. All right. Welcome to the Spirit-Filled Sales Professionals and Entrepreneurs podcast. I'm Will, and uh, I have one of my best friends in the whole world on here today, Alex Parkinson. He is a revivalist. He's an evangelist. He's an itinerant speaker, uh, and he's just walked in miracle signs and wonders for as long as I've known him. And uh, and, and yeah, he's in full-time ministry. And I wanted to bring him on because really this podcast is for sales professionals and entrepreneurs that are walking with God in a supernatural way or want to walk with God and have a supernatural edge, want to partner with the Holy Spirit in their business. But it's important for us to listen to people who are in the trenches with the Holy Spirit in ministry full-time and hear their perspective and allow their experiences to raise our level of awareness. Uh, so I just want you to just hear some of his stories. And we're going to walk through because another aspect of uh, the business and entrepreneur side is a lot of itinerant speakers like Alex are really entrepreneurial in the way that they go about running and operating a ministry on the back end. Now it's not ministry is a business, but there are a lot of things that I would say are cohesive and really are similar that we don't talk about that much. So, uh, anyway, Alex was, uh, one of my friends for a long time, back when I was youth ministry, he, you know, came out and did youth ministry events with us and he's been traveling around and we've just always had a similar, uh, I don't know. We just go back a long time. So Alex, thanks for being on here, man. I'm so excited to have you. Such an honor, man. You're doing amazing with this podcast and I'm just, uh, honored to be a guest. So I'm excited to dive in, man. Yeah, man. So I think, you know, a lot of the people that are, you know, tuning in, like I said, are going to be entrepreneurs entrepreneurs, uh, sales professionals, business people. Uh, and you know, in, in your world, you're not doing that. You're basically full-time preaching the gospel, winning souls, doing miracle signs and wonders, preaching at churches and things like that. But for your life, like, did you, when you came to Jesus, was it like an instant fully jumping into the supernatural side of God? Or did you ever have a period in your relationship with God that was just kind of like dead religion? Uh, yes, I would say that um, from, from, I would actually say from the time I was little up into, you know, my adulthood now, it's been a gradual increase of supernatural uh, experiences. I felt like even at a young age, God was getting my attention, you know, with dreams or visions or um you know supernatural experiences uh when i got saved at 15 um that wasn't really on my grid it was more just you know kind of uh living a christian life and trying to be a good person 
was really all I, all that was on my mind. Uh, I just wanted to like uh, be a good kid. And, yeah. uh, and when I got to the age of 19, I remember I hit a, uh, a hard place in my life. I was uh, pretty burnt out uh, with the faith and I was actually being challenged a lot uh, because I was in university. And uh, I don't know if, uh, I can't say this is other people's experience, but my experience was uh, in the uh, classrooms, a lot of the uh, instructors really seemed to have an agenda to indoctrinate students to atheism and uh, different mm -hmm. ideologies. And uh, I didn't have, you know, uh, a strong enough root system at the time to really defend myself in the faith, yeah. um, you know, or, you know, it wasn't like I had a really dynamic encounter from God that I felt um, grounded me, you know, so it felt like the seed of salvation in my life could have easily have been stolen in that time in my life. And I was actually about to backslide and just turn away from God, you know, but I began to cry out to the Lord and um, I'm 19. I'm, I'm kind of desperate for a touch from God. And I remember at that time I got invited to go to a revival service and I went and um, that was the first time I ever felt like the tangible presence of God. Um, I saw miracles for the first time. It was uh, really just, uh, you know, um, an overwhelming experience because all of it was happening at once. I felt the joy of the Lord, yeah. you know, which uh, if your listeners, you know, don't understand, it's just the the supernatural joy of god where everyone was laughing in the room you know and i i thought this is so strange because i'm just used to christians being reverent and serious you know and yeah. and crying maybe but <laughs> um but uh, i remember i went up to the front to respond and uh the minister in that meeting laid hands on me and that was the first time i ever felt the power of god um you know uh another term we could use and introduce here if if your listeners aren't familiar is i got slain in the spirit you know i i was laid yeah. out and shaking and crying and laughing all at the same yeah. time which yeah. you know isn't humanly impossible but yet happened for me and uh <laughs> and so i would say from that mo moment on that's the moment i look back at um that really changed my life and set me on a course to being burning with the fire of the Holy Spirit, um, yeah. you know, and I could go on to how my life unfolded from there, but really it just opened things up in the supernatural where all I wanted to do was pray and spend time with the Lord and God began to show me new things in the word and, uh, and, and, and different types of experiences and things began to open up where God began to show me more and more of my calling to serve him in full-time yeah. ministry. And so I just started to pursue that and answer the call. And uh, so many things have unfolded since then. Dang. So yeah. I, it's, it's, you know, watching you, like I, I ended up kind of getting connected with you through social media, man, almost like 10 years ago. Yeah. And, um, and then I had a dream about you. <laughs> I had a dream. I was doing full-time youth ministry at the time had a dream about you doing a youth camp with me and the, like the power of God was just being unleashed. And so I went to the leadership at the church at the time. And I said, Hey, I, I know this is weird. I don't know this guy from Adam, but I had a dream that he came to our youth camp. I mean, what would you, would you guys be open to me having him fly out and do a, a week with us? And so we did a little research on you and they were like, yeah, that sounds like uh, that could be the Lord. So I give you a call and uh, you, you know, you felt God's heart on it and you decided to come out and we had been experiencing an outpouring of the Holy spirit in our youth group 
prior to that. And our summer camps were very fiery, but something happened when you and I came together in, in the Lord and the synergy that happened. I mean, the unfolding of God's presence at these youth camps mm. was absolutely wild. And I mean, just so you guys understand, like this was stuff that was so stretching for people. And I mean, it was stretching for me to watch because I was seeing kids like just completely out for hours uh, on, on the floor. Nobody pushed them over. You know, nobody hyped this thing up, like on the floor, you know, about a hundred students just kind of just out on, I mean, kids would fall over and they would be out. I mean, there was, I remember people, we'd have to drag them back to their bunks because they were still <laughs> under the power of God. Yeah. And they wake up in the morning in their bunk beds, wondering how they got there, which was just like, an incredible thing to experience and people would have had open visions people were seeing angels we even had one kid literally show up in two places at the same time and that probably freaked somebody out and they stopped <laughs> listening just now but it was such a uh weird wild youth camp and then we had we kept having you come out one of the most profound miracles that happened while you were there at one of these youth camps was this girl who had been struggling with suicidal thoughts. I don't know if you remember this, but she fell out under the power of the Holy spirit and went into a vision in heaven where Jesus was carrying her, but she was standing there watching Jesus carrying her. And, and, and she, and he was carrying a bright, shining, glowing, healthy version of herself. And he was carrying her and he walks up to her and he grabs, I don't know how this worked in the vision, but he grabs the old her and takes the old dark, dingy, tired, depressed, suicidal her, takes that and gives her her new self and literally throws away the old her Wow! in this visionary experience. She wakes up out of this vision, like completely ecstatic, like totally undone, totally like changed. And it was like, you know, she just, I mean, she had been wearing dark clothes all the time. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but then she just was always wearing bright clothes after that. And then a, about a week later after camp, she was sharing in front of our youth about this particular story of being delivered from suicide through an open vision encounter with Jesus in heaven. Wow. And I just said, Hey, you know what, if anybody here is struggling with suicide, I know, it would, I know it's going to be embarrassing for you to stand up, but I, I want you to just stand up. And we're going to pray that the same thing that God did in her life would be done in yours and that you'd be delivered yeah. from suicide and suicidal thoughts. And yeah. several students stood up, but one student, as I began to pray and release that testimony, she literally ran out of the room. And I thought, what is going on? Is she going to go, you know, did, did she get offended? Did she, did she get emotional? But apparently she comes back in the room about 10 minutes later, like almost skipping. It looked like she was like, floating in light like just so happy and i'm like what happened and she said as soon as we started praying because she had been struggling with suicidal thoughts and cutting she said as soon as we started praying she felt like she needed to throw up and so she ran to the bathroom to throw up but when she got to the bathroom that sensation of needing to throw up went away and she felt like she needed to check her scars and she had been cutting on her inner thigh due to just these things and every single scar had completely disappeared. Jesus. She was totally healed, not only of suicidal wow. thoughts, but the scars from cutting. 
and wow. uh, the youth ministry just erupted in like praise. And I mean, it was a while. I mean, the kind of, the kind of stuff that God was doing. Yeah. I mean, we could sit here with the whole podcast could be just about stories from the youth stuff that we experienced right. together. Um, yeah. Like our whole, even our relationship was birthed out of a supernatural dream. That's right. And, uh, doing, doing youth revival meetings and stuff. Man. So that's, <laughs> and I remember, uh, yeah. I remember uh, that one particular night went for hours. I mean, I've done a lot of meetings over the years, you know, and, and they last a long time, some midnight, one, two in the morning. And that's what it felt like to me, you know, long yeah. night of just encounters and, you know, supernatural things. And then we get out and it was like 930 PM, which is just impossible. I don't ever finish a meeting by 930 PM. I think I got up to preach about eight. And then, you know, so something happened with like even time where time bent, it was the strangest thing. And, and everyone else yeah. saw it too. No one could deny it because no. it was like, everyone was there experiencing this, yeah. you know, uh, transfiguration with God, just having God having his way with all of us. And we I all wrap I'm, up. Yeah. We all wrap up and it's like only nine 30. It's like, that's impossible. <laughs> I know. And, and I had some of the recordings of those meetings and it was like, I mean, it was wild sounding. Like yeah, you hear on one end of the room, people weeping like at a level that sounds like someone just died. And then you hear people laughing so hard that it's also kind of scary. And when God yeah. moves, I mean, sometimes it's just weird, you know? Right. Uh, yeah. And there were, there were nights where we ended the meeting. So we, we would end it. And then the students would go out and do their thing. And then I remember one night somehow, around 10 the meeting restarted supernaturally and just continued on through the night and like just the most wild stuff so yeah. anyway man but but that's you know that's kind of your bread and butter man it's like going from place to place and releasing the presence of god and, and doing doing those type of things and carrying an atmosphere it's not like you just do it it's more of just like you carry an atmosphere you release yeah. the atmosphere you welcome other people into that type of encounter with the lord and uh you know and and one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you about this stuff too, is like just to increase people's faith for the supernatural. That's why I want you on here because yeah, it needs to be increased because yeah. Okay. You're in full-time ministry. And I used to think that like only people in full-time ministry are the ones that are going to be encountering the wild supernatural of God. And I wanted to be as close to the action as possible. So I want like full-time ministry is like where I want to be because I want to be as close to God action as I possibly can be. Yeah. Uh, and now I'm, I'm realizing that God actually wants to be as close to the action of our daily lives as he can possibly be. Mm. He wants to be invading our daily life with the yeah. supernatural and the things like that. And, um, and so how would you say, like, if someone was listening, like, okay, it's great to experience revival. It's great to experience supernatural in a revival meeting or in a church service or, you know, in, in the prayer closet, but like, how would you see the revival atmosphere being something that someone can carry in their daily life when they're doing a nine to five or they're in a sales job or they're an entrepreneur or a business owner or CEO. Yeah. Can you speak right. to that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it uh, can all point to friendship with the Lord, uh, friendship with the Holy spirit. Um, you know, I got this, I got this verse actually uh, before uh, jumping on with you. And it's John 15, 15. It talks about how uh, Jesus said, I no longer call you a slave, 
but I call you my friends because a slave doesn't know what his master is doing. And mm -hmm. so there's this concept of, you know, uh, doing the father's business. You know, Jesus said, I must be about my father's business. And I think to be about our father's business means to synchronize our value system with his, meaning we know his heart. Yeah. And uh, we, we are in sync with his character and his integrity and just uh, the, the desire and mandate of heaven. Uh, right. when, when we enter into friendship with the Lord, we begin to understand uh, God's ways where we know uh, the, the ways of the spirit and the ways of the kingdom in a way where we go from just doing what God says out of, um, out of religious obedience to moving in synchronization with God's heart. And so we begin to be like co-laborers with God. So yeah. uh, one way we could think of it is that God doesn't want us to function like employees, you know, where we're slaves, we have the slave mentality in life yeah. where we're just, you know, reading the Bible just so that we make sure we're being a good Christian and, yeah. and we're, we're looking at everything like a checklist. Like, you know, I remember I used to read first Corinthians 13, uh, which speaks of, you know, the love of God. And I remember reading Galatians five. Uh, talking about the fruit of the spirit and I would read them like checklists do I have peace do I have joy do it and, and instead of abiding in a relationship with the Holy Spirit who produces peace and produces joy and produces love um, I was trying to manufacture those traits on my own and wow. so uh, for me it's all came to uh, being a friend of the Lord where I begin to um you know, value what he values and, and see how he sees. And from that place, many, many things have unfolded. And so I, I say this, um, you know, because this applies to people who are in business and in sales. Um, you know, you, you want to look at your relationship with the Lord as one where you are partnering with the Holy Spirit in everything that you do. Uh, yeah. Because from that place, the Lord will begin to uh, counsel you. And he'll begin to give you like instructions and, and uh, certain keys about uh, what you're pursuing and you'll right. begin to get God's perspective on it. And so this is how we, you know, do our ministry really. Um, you know, we, we oftentimes will just intentionally wait before the Lord so that we receive counsel. And um, I write about uh, counsel or the spirit of counsel um, yeah. in my book, Spirit Without Measure. Uh, I write about this, um, you know, because the spirit of counsel partners with the spirit of might. These are two of the seven spirits of God uh, yeah. mentioned in Isaiah 11, verse two. But the spirit of counsel uh, is really, you know, the order of operations. It's uh, in the Hebrew, actually, the word counsel can be used to translate uh, to steering wheel, uh, like the like the steering wheel of a ship. And so God will give you the instruction or the counsel on a matter. And when we obey the counsel, there's a release of supernatural power uh, yeah. of the might of God. And so a lot of times I teach this in regards to miracles, you know, like physical healings, but really counsel and might partner together simply to execute the plan of God. And yeah. so Good. when you obey the counsel of the Lord, like it's as simple as this, when, when you do things God's way, you get God's results. And one other way you could say it is um, intimacy with God 
in obedience to his voice will release the breakthrough of heaven. That's so and good. so so it's simply waiting before the Lord, intimate with him, being a friend. And then from that place, you'll get things that come to you uh, where the voice of God speaks. And and now you you have a counsel, you have like a blueprint, you know. Uh, every ministry and every business will have a blueprint from the Lord that you yeah. can receive. You can receive heavenly schematics. Um, right. And when you build according to that pattern, you get, you get God's favor. You get God's blessing. Uh, supernatural things begin to just um, happen. Favor begins to be attracted to you. Um, yeah. And so Jesus, you know, his ministry was like this. You know, he said, I only do what I see my father doing. I only mm -hmm. say what I hear him speaking. And um, in you see examples of that in his ministry where he just he did things that seemed crazy to the carnal mind, but were absolutely from the spirit. You know, he took mud and he spat in it and put it in a blind man's eyes. And we don't understand why he did that, but we trust that he was led by the Holy Spirit to do it for some yeah. reason. Yeah. And so I bring that up to say this and then I'll I'll, you know, let you <laughs> let you jump in. Um, God still works in the realm of foolishness where uh, he takes the foolish things and confound the wise. So sometimes when we're intimate friends with the Lord, we're waiting before him, we're spending time with him. Sometimes God will bring counsel, you know, he'll speak to us in a way where it's like the foolish things, foolishness of God comes where he gives us like a crazy God idea. And, and to yeah. us, we're like, that sounds so bizarre. Like that, it just it just totally like offends the carnal mind and and you think that that could be god but it also could be like some some crazy outlandish idea <laughs> and but the crazy thing is like when we obey that still small voice that that yeah. thought that seems so foolish compared to the wisdom of the world and the way the world does things it's mm -hmm. like you do it out of obedience and faith and god just boom blows it up you know and so yeah. it's the same thing with business as well. You know, when, when you follow that still small voice and you just simply do uh, what, you, what you sense the spirit is breathing upon you to do, you watch the favor of God uh, comes to you. The windows of heaven open up to you. You know, yeah. it's, it's really amazing. So I, I always point it back to friendship with the Lord. You know, even, even you know, if you're not yet in ministry with, or with God or you're not... Um, yet in business or sales start on the foundational uh place of intimacy friendship with god look at it like you're not just serving god in a way where you're religiously obeying but you're you're looking at every day as a partnership with the holy spirit that's good man i i like to sometimes think about it as following the suggestions of god because mm. it's it's one thing if someone commands and forces you to obey a particular thing and that's more servant master or slave master relationship. Yeah. But, but there's so much more power in your relationship with God when you willingly yield and surrender to his suggestions and his counsel. Yeah. Because it's out of a heart of a surrender, not an honor. It's out, it's more out of honor for his opinion, honor for his perspective rather than yeah. just doing it religiously. And, and when you, right just say man i value your perspective over these matters more than anybody else and you just walk with him in that that's so much power gets released from there i mean it's been i mean just in my own life i can completely agree some of the most wild supernatural experiences i've ever had have been off the back of obeying a weird 
command or suggestion or, or leading of the right. Lord. Um, you know, I, I just posted this video on TikTok about when I'm driving down the road one night, just driving down the road, Holy Spirit suddenly fills my car. And it was like midnight. I'm driving down the road. The tangible presence of God just fills the car. Like it was so thick. And I began to shake and tremble as I'm driving. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, God, what do you want right now? And I said that out loud. And all of a sudden I hear as loud as could possibly be internally, go to the hookah bar. I'm like, and I said back to the Lord out loud, I'm like, what God, you want me to go to the hookah bar? Like it's midnight right now. Are you serious? And, and at this point, like I, I almost felt like something press upon my chest, not in a mean way, but in a very intense way, like go to the hookah bar. I heard it again a mm-hmm. second time. And this was not an audible voice. This is what I would call like an inner audible voice of just like, it's so clear internally. And you're just like, I got to yeah. obey this. Right. So I pull up to this hookah bar. I look through the window and I see this dude with blonde hair. And I just immediately knew that's the guy I need to talk to. And so it's just like an impression and and I'm feeling this incredible presence all around me. And what I say, like tangible presence, I mean, like thick, weighty, like if you ever stuck your hand out of a window when you're driving down the highway and like cup your palm and you feel the wind, like the pressure of the wind on your palm, Mm. that weight, imagine that around your whole body and you're kind of trembling at the same time. So that's what I was feeling. I felt super intense. I walk up to this dude and I'm like, Hey, I need to talk to you outside right now. And because of the intensity that I was feeling, I think he thought I wanted to fight him. So we go outside and I just say, bro, listen, I'm not here to preach to you about Jesus Christ. I'm here because you've probably heard it all before. I'm here to prove to you that Jesus Christ is God by the power of the Holy Spirit. And now that came out of my mouth almost involuntarily because the reality is is I had no clue how to actually prove that Jesus Christ is God by the power of the Holy Spirit. And he goes, well, how are you going to do that? And I'm like thinking in the back of my mind, like, how am I going to do that? Oh man. And then I'm thinking, well, maybe if I pray for this guy, he'll feel the same thing I'm feeling. So I said, well, just let me pray for you real quick. Let me pray for you. And we talk and uh, back and forth a little bit more. And I'm thinking this guy's going to think I'm completely nuts, which makes sense, you know, like random guy. And so he said, well, just come inside right now. I got to think about this. I got to think about this. And so we, we want, we walk back into the hookah bar and he goes in the back and he's chit chatting with a friend. And they're looking back over at me and they're looking back over at me. And I'm like, they're totally talking about how crazy they must think I am. So I walk up to him and I said, Hey bro, I know you're talking about how crazy you think I am. And he goes, no, man, I'm talking about how crazy life is. And then he turns around, walks into the bathroom and I'm standing there with some random stranger friend of his. And he goes, what did you tell him, man? what did you tell him? He's freaking out right now. And so I relayed the story a little bit, about five minutes passed guy comes back out of the bathroom, his hands are trembling. And I said, man, why are you freaking out right now? And he goes, because last night I had a dream that somebody came to me in the hookah bar, pulled me outside into the parking lot and told me everything you just did word for word about Jesus Christ. And I was like, are you serious right now? He's like, yeah. I said, man, God is knocking on your door and you need to answer the call. And I mean, he was visibly disturbed and he just went and sat down at a table and put his head down. I knew my job was done. I, I, I didn't feel like I needed to go and lead him through some sinner's prayer or anything. Like whatever the Lord wanted to release on his life was accomplished. And I left feeling like, you know, you, you believe in Jesus, you, you have strong faith, but then you have an encounter with him that takes your faith to an entirely another level. Now yeah. that was not at a church service. That was not at a church meeting. You know, that was like, you know, just driving down downtown Colfax midnight, Holy Spirit decides to speak to you. 
and fulfill a dream that he gave to somebody you don't even know the night before. Right. And it all came out of obedience. And, right. And uh, man, I'm getting chills. I'm getting, I have so many goosebumps. But I think one of the things, you know, as I noticed, I shared that video, kind of a condensed version of that uh, in, a, in video form yesterday. But one of the questions that I'm getting from people is how do you know that you're hearing God's voice? And, and I just would want to hear from you, like, if someone's, you know, new to this, and they're wanting to partner with the Holy Spirit in their daily life, not just in a church service or a meeting, but like daily life, like, how do they begin to hear God's voice? And then even more than that, how do they know that they're actually hearing him and not their own thoughts or, you know, the right. enemy, or you know, they're, they're going crazy. And like, how do they figure that out? Mm -hmm. Can you kind of give some people some guidance on like, sure, I'll walk through that? Yeah, well, to start, if you're born again, um, and if you don't know what it means to be born again, then, then you need to learn, you need to know, you need to know that you have to surrender your life to Jesus and, and become born again. And now God is amazing. He will speak to someone who's unsaved in order to draw them into the kingdom, you know, but I I'm speaking to believers right now. If you're born again, you are hardwired to hear the voice of God because you have the spirit of the Lord indwelling inside of you. Um, yeah. I think oftentimes we put so much faith in the devil in believing that we are always hearing his voice. I mean, when we hear a lie and we feel that we're attacked by the devil, we know for sure. We know 100% all that, you know, the enemy is like attacking me, you know. But for some reason, Christians feel like it's so hard to hear the voice of God when the truth is, you know, we are hardwired. It is now in our nature, our new nature, to hear God's voice. Um, you know, one, one verse that uh, came to me when I was listening to your uh, story just now is uh, in, in John chapter 3, I believe it's verse 8, uh, Jesus says, those who are born of the Spirit are like the wind. You neither know where they're coming from or where they're going, but they hear the sound of it. So the emphasis there is they hear the sound of it. Uh, being born again is like flowing with the wind of the spirit. And, and this is kind of, you know, the biblical uh, principle of being led by the spirit. Um, you know, oftentimes people who really value being led by the spirit to man may seem like they're going this way, then they're going that way. I know you and I will have processed this, you know, sometimes we felt flaky even because of just like, how, yeah. you know, the wind of the spirit just blows and we're just so willing to say yes to God and follow, follow him yeah. that will do it, you know? Yeah. Um, and of course the Bible says those who are led by the spirit are the sons of God. So being led by the spirit is important. So whenever you're in prayer or spending time with God, or even just in your everyday life, um, there are some things I look at, you know, when it comes to God's voice, uh, first of all, um, is it biblical, you know? Uh, that's what we always go to. The, the spoken word, the rhema word is always subject to the written word. So the, the word of God, the Bible, you know, if you're hearing something and it violates scripture or it violates the character of God, you know, like, would God say this? Um, would this come out of God's mouth? You know, if it's condemning, accusing, belittling, um, discouraging, uh, then, then you can trust that that's not the voice of your father. Um, so uh, likewise, if it's something that really is like against the, the tone of scriptures, then, then you want to throw it away. 
Um, second, I look at origin. You know, where were you? What were you doing when you heard the voice come? Because I like to just get in the presence of God. And, and by that, uh, practically, I mean, I just sit and I put worship music on and I sit and I wait before the Lord. And from the presence, God's voice comes. And so yeah. uh, a lot of times when I'm in the presence and I begin to hear or sense things, I can trust that that's a word from the Lord because, you know, um, I'm, I'm intentionally seeking the Lord, which by the way, uh, James chapter one, you know, talks about how when we ask God for wisdom, God will give it to us generously, you know? Yeah. So God is so generous in his pouring out of wisdom. He wants to give all of you entrepreneurs and business owners and salespeople and everyday supernaturalists. He wants to pour out wisdom all over you, you know? Uh, but origin, I think, is important. You know, like, where were you? God can speak to you anywhere. But I think, like, foundationally, when you're starting out on a journey, it's it's important to recognize, like, was I, you know, uh, when, where was I and what was I doing when the voice came? Because if you're reading the Bible, for example, and man, you just feel like such a strong impression in your heart after reading a passage you know, pertaining to a subject, you feel like something's yeah. burning in you, like an impression, a stirring. Um, that's probably the voice of the Holy Spirit speaking to you. And, yeah. and you need to pay attention to it. So yeah. those things are important. But when you when you grow in the Lord, you know, and you, you cultivate a relationship, then you could like be in the shower, you could be in everyday life, you know, and not even thinking about the things of the kingdom or whatever. But because you're in such an overflow in your relationship, God is always speaking to you and you're you're learning how to just be in tune with the frequency of his voice all the time. And uh, yeah. and it becomes more normal. So. So that's, that's what I would say. Yeah, that's good, man. Yeah, I, I appreciate you sharing that because I know <clears throat> a lot of people just they want to experience more of hearing his voice in daily life. And it's just like anything, you know, before you go and run a marathon, you're probably going to practice things at home. You're probably going to be practicing in a gym. And yeah. I think that hearing the voice of the Lord is like working a muscle out sometimes. I mean, sometimes it's going to come to you very clear. You're going to 100% know. And other times it's going to be like a still small voice and you just got to kind of go out on a limb and yeah. see if it is. And uh, I can't tell you how many times the, that tree branch fell right off. I mean, I was obviously not hearing the Lord and uh, <laughs> just embarrassing, but you got to be willing to be embarrassed. You got to be willing right. to um, you know, go out and take risks. Yeah. Take risks and stuff. I mean, I've been, I've been yeah. in the line at Chipotle and I get a word of knowledge from people in front of me ends up being dead on. You pray for them. They get healed. I've had other times where I'm at Chipotle, I get a word of knowledge and they look at me like I'm nuts. It's like, right. So sometimes you get a word of knowledge in public. You pray for somebody to get healed. Sometimes you get a word of knowledge for somebody in public and you just look like a weirdo. And so yeah. you gotta be, you know, well, and, and sometimes, sometimes you, you prove to actually be right too. And it may be like the, the other person on their end who may not want to open up, you know, yeah. just, just to encourage listeners to, I was just in a, um, a service where I was preaching and I got like four words of knowledge and, um, I don't remember all of them, but one of them was uh, facial paralysis. And then I got scoliosis. Then I got nightmares and, um, and I, one other thing, and, and uh, no one came up, no one responded, you know, and, and said, that's me. And I left thinking, man, you know, um, you know, I'm humble, I can miss it, you know, but I've been doing this a bit. And it's like, I kind of know when that gift is in operation. And I was like, man, you know, like, 
what did I miss it, Lord? And the next day, I was told that there was a woman in in the meeting. She was in the back and she was really struggling, like didn't want to come up, but she was running from God. And she had facial paralysis, scoliosis, and was tormented in the night by nightmares. You know, and so it's like, you you know, oh wow, uh, you get encouraged in those moments, like man, I didn't miss it, but you know, circumstances and in the complexity of working with people, sometimes you know, it's like, you know, you you may come to find, oh, oh I was hearing God, you know, and and I was right, but you know, things yeah. happened, <laughs> but. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that was a segue. But you know, you no. gotta trust. You you gotta trust and just go by faith. You mm -hmm. know, with the still small voice that you get in life, and it's okay yeah. to take risks and step out of the boat sometimes. And and you just gotta walk with humility all every step of the way. You know, it's it's the same thing. Like you take risks on hearing God's voice. You also take risks on praying for the sick and not seeing them healed, but you go for it anyway. Yeah. And you see, I think. Um, so many stories are just coming to mind, man. Like the, the, the first time, like I, I remember sitting in a break room at an American furniture warehouse. I was in sales, I was sitting in the break room. Dude walks in with an excruciating headache, like rubbing his temples, putting his head down on the break room table. And I'm just sitting there eating lunch. And I hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, still small voice, by the way, nothing dramatic is that I want you to heal his headache. Mm. And I'm like, Oh no, I really haven't stepped out much in praying for the sick. And I don't know if I do this and he doesn't get healed, then I'm just like the weird guy on the sales floor that thinks he can heal people. But I decided to just go out on a limb and say, um, Hey, do you want God to heal your headache? And to my shock, he goes, sure. And I said, okay, just repeat after me. I didn't lay hands on him. Nothing. I just said, just say, I receive healing in Jesus name. And he goes, I receive healing in Jesus name. And his head like shoots up and he goes, holy crap, bro. That actually worked. Wow. And I'm like, are you serious? I'm like, <laughs> I'm actually like struggling with my faith. And then I'm like, yeah. are you sure? Did it really? Are you? And then every 30 minutes, he gets up from the lunchroom table, goes back out on the sales floor to sell another sofa. And I'm walking up to him like every 30 minutes, like, is your headache still gone? He's like, yeah, yeah. Is your headache still gone? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, no way. And that was like, for me, I'm like, it works. It works. Awesome. So I start awesome. praying over people on the sales floor at American Furniture Warehouse as much as I possibly can. People be walking in with limps. I remember this dude walks in with a limp, prayed for him. He walks out without a limp. He didn't buy a sofa, but he at least he walked. He right. Went. I didn't make any commission, but I had you know the great commission. Praise God. So, I was, <laughs> so <laughs> he walks out. He walks out with no limp. Another late. I mean, it was weird, dude. I remember uh, a, a lesbian couple came in. And I was helping them find furniture for their home. And uh, the Holy Spirit said that they struggle with dreams, like the night terror type stuff. And, and I hear it clear. And I'm like, okay. And I say, hey, I know this might sound really weird, but sometimes I get impressions about people. Do either one of you like struggle with bad dreams that night? Or is something going on at that? And the lady goes, oh my gosh, yes. Every single night I'm having dark dreams, like nightmares. I wake up, I'm having trouble sleeping. And I said, look, like God loves you. And, uh, and he wants to heal you. Yeah. And so they agreed to let me pray for them on the sales floor while I'm helping them find a mattress and a sofa for, you know, whatever they're going to be doing. And I pray for her. And now part of the thing was in two weeks, you have to call and confirm their delivery for their furniture. So after I prayed for her to be healed of demonic dreams and for God to release heavenly dreams, 
two weeks later, I call her and I say, Hey, you're in furniture delivery, all this stuff. And by the way, remember we prayed about your dreams. How have things been going? And she goes, Oh my God, you would not believe it. My life is completely changed. Come on. I have the most bright dreams now, like vivid dreams. I haven't had a single bad dream since. And she's just going on and on and on about like this wow. healing. And, um, yeah. And God, so God just breaks the box, man, like right there on the sales yeah. floor. Now I'll finish it with this. As much as I was going out on a limb, not everybody was getting healed. And obviously I was looking crazy to some people. And, uh, and, and in that season of my life, I wasn't even all that mature. I mean, I was still struggling. This is like so many years ago, man, like over 15 years ago, it feels like. And I was struggling with smoking cigarettes at the time. And I was having a really rough day one day. And word kind of got out that I prayed for the sick sometimes and uh, things would happen. And there was this one lady there, her name was Tanya. And she had this scruffy, scratchy, like smoker voice. And she <laughs> was always out on a smoke break. And, uh, and I was going out to have a cigarette and I was not close to feeling close to God, not feeling connected in any way. And I'm on my way out to have a cigarette and Tanya comes up from having a cigarette. And I never forget her scruffy voice. Hey, Will, my knee is killing me. Can you pray for it? And I was like, not in the mood to pray. I literally just touched her kneecap with my finger. And I said, yeah, be healed in Jesus name. And I went out to have a cigarette. Well, meanwhile, this lady gets completely healed. And she's so blown away by it. She decides to go and start telling all the employees and my managers. So I get to work the next day. And <laughs> so funny, bro. I get to work the next day and my manager goes, so what's this about Tanya's knee getting healed? And I said, yeah, I prayed for her and she got totally healed. And he goes, that's crazy. And I said, yeah, you'd be surprised how many people have gotten healed on the sales floor. And he goes, wait a second. You mean to be telling me you've been praying over people on the sales floor? Yeah, that, all the time. You can't be doing that. You can't be doing that. Well, I got in huge trouble, dude. It went all the way to corporate. I got sent to the corporate office. They were threatening oh to fire gosh. me because I had been praying for people on the sales floor. And I told them, I was like, well, look, I, I, I told, basically said, I have to do what the spirit leads me to do. Like even, yeah. you know, I, I'm not going to say I will never pray for somebody again. I can't guarantee that that won't happen. And so they wanted to fire me because I couldn't give them that guarantee that I'll never pray for somebody again. And so I went all the way to HR corporate office and they finally said, listen, you can continue doing whatever you're doing, but if you ever get one complaint, you're fired. And I said, cool. And it was shortly after that, I quit anyway, but anyway, bro, I yeah. know that's a long story, but I thought I'd share. The no, these are good. I have a story too. If, it, if time yeah. permits, I, let it go, I, I, man. Let it rip. This is one that uh, I just thought of, and I think it really fits in with everything that we're talking about. Um, because it kind of, you know, um, communicates like daily just uh friendship with the lord um obeying the voice of the lord uh i'm thinking of a story by dr lester summerall um okay yeah you know there was a time where he was doing ministry and he got really overwhelmed with like all of his tasks and uh just the agenda uh you know of always going to this city in this state and 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 he got really overwhelmed at one point and and started to simplify his life by waking up every day and praying a simple prayer, Lord, what would you have your servant do today? And he prayed that prayer and God would begin to speak to him every day, which by the way, is a kingdom principle. It's in the Lord's prayer. Give us this day, our daily bread. Now that's, you know, that could speak of provision. Bread, bread is provision, but bread is also revelation yeah. uh, biblically. So give us this day, our daily bread. But 
Lester Sumrall would pray this prayer and wild things would begin to take place where um, that's actually how he just eventually started to get into uh, television. God gave him a, a building. God gave him a television studio, uh, finances to fund wow. things that God spoke to him about uh, started to align and come into place. And, and all of that, you know, happened for, for years, you know, every day he'd wake up, Lord, what would you have your servant do today? Well, one day um, he wakes up, he prays that prayer. And at this time in his life, he's a, a pastor in South Bend, Indiana, and uh, he's got his family. And uh, he wakes up, prays that prayer, and the Lord speaks to him and says, I want you and your family to move to the Philippines. And wow. he says, yes, Lord. And without even hesitating, yes, Lord. So he goes downstairs and his wife is in the kitchen doing the dishes. And she said, what did God say today? And he <laughs> said, we're moving to the Philippines. And his wife uh, had developed such a trust with her husband because she had seen the track record and the testimonies of when God speaks, even though it may seem so stretching or crazy. God always backs it, backs it up and comes through, you know? So she was on board. She says, okay, we'll pack our bags today. Cause she asked, well, when are we going? And he said, as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. So they packed their bags. And I think within a week or two they they moved to the Philippines, uh, to Manila and in they got there and they, you know, rented a, um, an airport, an airplane hangar and had yeah. their church in there. And it was just him and his kids wife and kids you know at first no one would come to their church they were there for months every day he's just asking lord lord what would you have your servant do today well one day he wakes up and he uh turns the radio on and at that time uh there was widespread news of this uh 19 year old girl named clorita who was demon possessed and she had such a strong demonic power that um, people would try to help her and, and they, would, they would get injured. She would overpower them. Um, there was even a time where, um, you know, Catholic priests tried to do an exorcist on her and they ended up dying because wow. of such a strong supernatural power. And this uh, girl was being tormented by demons. In fact, she, was, she said she was being bit by devils. She had bite marks on her arms because of these demons. And this is all documented in a book actually by Lester Summerall called Bitten by Devils. You can, you can order it on Amazon. It's a little booklet and it's got all the newspaper clippings and all wow. the sources, right? So I'm, this is 100% true story. So Lester hears about this. And at this point they had locked this girl in a prison cell because she was so dangerous. Um, so Lester's listening and, and the Lord speaks to him and says, go set her free. And he says, if you go set her free, I will give you the Philippines. And so Lester shows up, you know, he, he responds to the Lord, shows up to the prison. And he says, my name's Dr. Lester Summerall. I'd like to see Clarita. And they laughed at him and they warned him, like, look, you, you heard about the priests, right? Three priests have died. Like, you don't want to go in there. Are you a doctor or what? He's like, no, I'm a, I'm a pastor. And they laughed at him again. They said, no. In, in Lester was persistent. He said, no, I have to go see her. The Lord wants to set her free. So he goes in there, walks in the prison cell. Clarita is facing the opposite uh, wall and her head turns 180 degrees like an owl. 
and she speaks in perfect English, which she didn't speak English. She speaks in perfect English. Hello, Dr. Lester Summerall. I know who you are. I know you've come to drive us out, but you don't have the power to do it. And Lester Summerall says, well, you're right about one thing. My name is Dr. Lester Summerall, but you're wrong about this. I do have the power to drive you out and I will do it today. And so he goes into ministering deliverance on this uh, girl and it was, you know, a wrestle, but he drove those demons out of that girl. She got beautifully set free and lived free her whole life. Long story short is it was widespread news all across Manila and, and all across the Philippines, really, um, because they called her the monster. They called her the it. And they said the monster has been defeated, you know, headlines and everything. So the president of the Philippines contacts Dr. Lester Summerall and asks him, what can we do to thank you? He's like, do you want a car? Do you want a house? And, and he says, no, I don't, I don't want a car. I don't want a house. But if you really want to thank me, I, I ask permission that I could use this stadium in Manila to preach for six weeks. Just let me preach for free for six weeks in this stadium. And, and, and that'll be, that'll be great. So he, he permitted him to preach long story short, hundreds of thousands of salvations and people being born again, um, in the Philippines because of one response to a word that he got after cultivating a daily lifestyle of Lord, what would you have your servant do today? Wow. And, uh, I've been to the Philippines twice and everyone still knows who Dr. Lester Summerall is because of the history there. So, man. Yeah, I know that was a bit of a story, but it kind of goes right so into what we're talking about, I think. And, yeah. and I've always been so inspired and I've just framed up my ministry, you know, to be simple like that. Like, God, you yeah. know, I just want to obey even the little voice, you know, whatever you're saying, Lord. And so, yeah. And that's so good. That just applies to everything in life. Like, obey the Lord, do what he asks you to do, do his suggestions, do his commands and watch what unfolds in your life whether it's in business, in your family, in ministry, you know, it doesn't really matter because there's a grace that comes. Like it really does. When you, that what, what Alex was saying earlier is when you heed to the counsel of the spirit of God, it unleashes might in your life. Like the power of God is unleashed. Right. And I mean, we could sit here for hours and talk about all the different stories that we've, you know, obeyed the Lord and watched wild things unfold. And, uh, and yeah, it's just, you know, just practice, you know, practice hearing his voice, practice going out on a limb. And if you get it wrong, don't worry about it. Cause he works all things for the good of those who love him yes. and are called according to his purpose. And, right. um, you know, I, I, we, we've, we're like followers of the wind. My wife and I, we've moved across the country more times than anybody would ever want to, uh, do themselves, you know, and, and uh, 90% of them have been off the back of mighty words from the lord to move you know to to reading to move to rochester new york to now move here to charlotte and uh, most of them have been god but a few of them have been my own presumption uh, presuming and um so i i know what it's like to follow the holy spirit and i know what it's like to get it wrong and it's not fun but you gotta kind of just be willing to do it all. yeah you you gotta receive grace from the lord in that because at the end of the day your heart you know, is pure in wanting to just follow his will, you know, yeah. so it, it's simply about that. It's okay if you, you know, 
um, make a mistake or, or step in the wrong direction. The beautiful thing is a man makes his plans, but the Lord orders his steps, you know? So it, it, it's a corny saying, but it's true. You can't move a parked car. So you yeah. got to start moving and, and give God something to work with so that he can guide you and begin to direct you, you know? And so uh, to balance what we're saying too, like maybe you're, you're waiting before the Lord and you're seeking God and God, you don't feel anything yet. You know, we'll just, just start by faith, you know, with what you feel, you know, would, would give God glory and, and, and do your best and then let the Lord mold it and shape it and be open to the suggestions. Like you said, you know, um, you don't have to have it all figured out. And, you know, I mentioned the blueprint earlier. And that doesn't mean you're going to see everything mapped out. You know, oftentimes it's not the big picture, but the blueprint comes like a puzzle piece for that season and that time in your life. And it fits in, in you, you follow that blueprint and build according to the pattern. And then more pieces come to your calling and you'll, you'll begin to see, you know, more of it come into place. So, yeah, man, that's really good, dude. I think, um, you know, if I could just summarize this whole thing here, it would be to lean into his voice for, you know, how does this relate to being an entrepreneur? How does this relate to being a sales professional or anything? Like, it's just the, the key takeaway here today is listen to his counsel and see the might, see the power of God be released in your life, whether that's in business and sales. And, you know, that's how you get a supernatural edge in anything that you do in your life yeah. is just partnering with the Holy spirit, surrendering to his voice, heeding to his counsel and watching his power unfold for the benefit of you, for the benefit of those around you and for influence and impact to any sphere that he chooses to send you in. Uh, and you just, you're just saying, Lord, send me, yeah. I'll go. So, uh, I think if you could really, uh, release just an impartation, uh, or a grace to hear God's voice for, spiritual ears to be open for people to begin to hear God through dreams and visions and still small voice and having even the grace to read the word and, and receive the inspiration that comes from the Bible uh, and understanding of his word. If you could just pray like for, for entrepreneurs, for sales professionals, for people who are in nine to five, for people who are in ministry, whoever might be listening, or if you're walking the line, you know, you're in ministry and you're in business at the same time. And you're really, you know, feeling the tension of that. I just pray that, uh, you know, you would experience an yeah. increase of his voice of, of ability to hear God's voice. So would you mind just kind of yeah. the impartation yeah. and releasing that over everybody listening? Yeah. Yeah. Lord, I agree with Will. And I thank you for every listener right now, even now to have a personal touch from the Holy spirit. Thank you, God, that there's no distance in the realm of the spirit. So I ask that you would begin to even come upon the listener to baptize them, to fill them fresh, And God, we do pray for uh, friendship with the Holy Spirit. I thank you that there's freedom in the Spirit. So I set you free from all rigidness, from um, anything that might be keeping you bottled up or locked in your mind, paralysis of analysis, overthinking. Uh, We set you free today just to be uh, a person who lives from the mind of Christ, to see what God sees, to hear what God is saying. And God, I thank you for uh, leading and guiding every person, every entrepreneur, every salesperson, and every minister, and, and every everyday saint, Lord. I just thank you 
for uh, blowing like a mighty rushing wind into their sails to begin to guide them daily, daily, daily. Lord, I thank you for co-laboring with you. And we even celebrate in advance awesome testimonies and victories uh, from heaven in Jesus' name. Heavenly solutions. We celebrate it in advance. And thank you, God, because our hearts are expectant. You're a good father. You have uh, our best interest in mind. And so, Lord, I just thank you for the blessing of the Lord coming upon our plans and pursuits in Jesus' name. Blessings coming upon uh, families and households in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks for being on, man. You bet, man. Love you so much. Thank you. <laughs> oh, and real quick before we hop off, I just wanted to, if anybody wants to connect with Alex, uh, can you just share it with them where they might be able to find you and, and connect with your ministry? Sure. So my favorite social platform is on Instagram. I'm at uh, Alex D. Parkinson. So you can find me there. And then uh, our website is zionco.org because our ministry is called the Zion Company. Awesome. So zionco.org is where you can find our website. That's awesome, man. And what yeah. I'll do is I'll go ahead and drop the link to your Instagram page in the show notes, as well as your website. Uh, Alex is author of several books and uh, audio teachings. You can go on there and uh, grab some of those. And then if you'd love to have Alex, you know, out speak at your church or uh, ministry or, or whatever event you might be having, then um, I'm sure he'd be open to getting you, uh, getting you booked on the calendar. So Alex, thanks for hopping on the show and uh, look forward to talking to you soon, man. Hey, thanks for listening all the way to the end. If you are feeling called to be part of our tribe, our community of spirit-filled sales professionals and entrepreneurs, then feel free to join our group on Facebook. Just look up spirit-filled sales professionals and entrepreneurs. Don't forget to subscribe because I will be dropping fresh episodes on Mondays and on Wednesdays. Also, I'll probably machine gun in a few extra episodes randomly, so you'll definitely want to be tuned in. Hope you enjoyed the show. Hope it's impacting you. And I bless you to go be a spirit-filled sales savage for the Lord.